Getting from A to B is one thing, but not preparing adequately for your arrival can lead to stress and possible disaster. In this episode, I'll discuss the things you should be thinking of when heading towards your destination, including planning your top of descent and how to prepare yourself for a successful circuit entry and landing. I answer all these questions and more coming right up. So strap in and let's get into it. G'day everyone and welcome to episode 34 of Flight Training Australia, the podcast all about flight training and flying in Australia and beyond. I'm your host Trent Robinson, thank you for joining me. Firstly, welcome to my patrons who have joined as members, I really truly appreciate you all coming on board. And also a reminder for everyone in Darwin of the upcoming safety workshop on remote aerodrome operations. A bunch of guest speakers, uh, including yours truly, will be there. And it should be a fantastic uh, night of uh, information and networking. Everyone's welcome from students to uh, operators. Come along, check it out. Link is on my Facebook page and in the description below. That's coming up on June 14. And of course, can't really go much further without mentioning the latest addition to the Aviation Movie Collection. Who's seen Top Gun 2? I don't know about you, I personally loved it. Thoroughly entertained. Yes, okay, there's always little things, but hey, don't take life too seriously. Over $11,000 an hour uh, for aircraft hire and things. I don't know, I reckon that would be worth it. I was feeling pretty jealous watching the movie the whole time, wishing I was those actors getting to uh, carve it up in an F-18. It would be pretty awesome. But yeah, if uh, you went and saw it, I hope you enjoyed it and let me know what you think. So today's episode, I'm going to talk about flight planning for an arrival at your destination airport. As I've mentioned in previous episodes, flight planning isn't just filling out a piece of paper, working out some tracks and distances and submitting it on uh, NAPES. It's, it's the whole flight itself. So today we're going to have a look at the en route phase, I guess, to top of descent and then uh, coming into the aerodrome itself and, and things we should be thinking about and planning for. So often I have students uh, coming in f- for a flight, knowing full well the plan, where we're going and what's going to happen, and I just leave it to them and just sit there watching them squirm as they fully realise they just have no idea what the runways are at the aerodrome, uh, the, the frequency they're meant to be on, the circuit direction, the elevation. I might have been there before and sort of just taken it for granted that they're going to remember everything. But they get there and have no idea. How is this so? Remember me banging on about the five Ps. doesn't matter how experienced you are, I still see it. So just when we think we know everything and familiar, we can fall short and find ourselves in a bit of a pickle. So hopefully you're already making a departure brief with your takeoff safety brief uh, included. So it's not just what you're going to do in an engine out or a uh, engine fire or malfunction situation, but how you're actually going to depart the airfield. So you might say something like, this is going to be a normal takeoff, runway 05. It's going to be a left-hand overhead departure to track outbound at 165 on climb to 5,500 feet. And in that, you might also include any particular altitude limitations. Uh, for example, where we, are, where we are here in Darwin, we've got 2,500 foot overhead uh, Class C airspace, and you may well have the same. 
might have airspace to the north of the track or to the south or something like that. So you would include that in your departure brief. So it only goes and stands to reason that we'll probably we should plan our arrival as well. This is going to mentally prepare us for what we're going to do before we have to do it. So whether it's uh, you just returning from the training area, going back to your departure aerodrome, inbound to a new airport, not a Navex or just you using a license getting around, or an IFR arrival, we need to think about how we're going to arrive based on the aerodrome environment, the procedures, circuit, uh, inbound and outbound traffic and weather, just to name a few. And this all starts on the ground. So before we even leave, we're going to have a think about things. We're going to look up the airport, reconfirm the runway direction, the circuit direction, any special local procedures, the frequency, do we need uh, prior permission before we arrive? Uh, does it have fuel if we need it? Is fuel available? We'd go and check the NOTAMs. Uh, what do the other NOTAMs say? Is the airport even open? Maybe it's closed. Could be a disabled aircraft on the runway. All these things uh, are elements of the flight planning process and things you want to just have a think about. Once that's all done and you're happy, do you leave it all in the URSA? Do you use a old version of a country airstrip guide? Maybe you're going to use Oz Runways and the various uh, data that you can drag out in that. Or you might make yourself a little mud map. So you're just going to draw the runway, where the windsock is, any notable features, the overfly height, the circuit height, and uh, anything else that's uh, important, like the frequencies or something like that. All right, so once you've done that, we're going to have a look at really planning from sort of top of descent onwards. So before we head into the airport, we want to know our top of descent and where that is. And how do we calculate that? So let's just say, we'll keep this number simple. Our destination aerodrome has an elevation of zero feet. So that would give us a thousand foot circuit and a 1500 foot overfly height. And we're going to be, uh, we'll stick with our departure brief. We're coming in at 5,500 feet. So the difference there is 4,000 feet. 5,500 to 1,500, 4,000 feet. So rate of descent, let's just say we're in a pretty common aircraft, we're going to be going at 500 feet per minute. Typical descent rate, we do that primarily for comfort and looking after our ears, so air pressure is not too much. And we will plan 4,000 feet at 500 feet per minute. That's going to take about eight minutes. All right, if we're IFR, sometimes we're doing approaches, we'll do ground speed times five or half the speed at a zero, get the same answer. But we'll just deal with uh, basic top of descents here. So we have a top of descent eight minutes out from our arrival time. Now, you might, that's all you need to do. A lot of people go and then convert it into nautical miles. If you've got an estimate for an arrival, why do you really need to know the miles? It helps with a bit of spatial orientation, sure, but it's not necessary. But if you want to work that out, then what we can do is just track. Uh, I work out our track miles, so eight minutes. Uh, again, typical airplane in a descent that you're going to be flying, about 100, 120 knots. So that's 16 miles. So remember, 60 knots is 60 nautical miles per hour or one mile per minute. 120 knots is two nautical miles per minute. 
and 180 knots is three nautical miles per minute. So you're going to be around one and a half to two and a half miles a minute. And you can use that ratio to work out what your descent profile is going to be. The other things you might want to descend, uh, work out with your descent is it might not just be top descent as per normal. You might have airspace that you need to be avoiding or controlled, uh, sorry, terrain as well. So make sure that you've taken all that into account and plan your descent profile. Prior to top of descent, we would typically want to have considered the local weather and have an idea of what runway we're going to use. So do we have an ATIS? We might have an automatic weather station, an AWIS, a TAF, or a GAF. All right, you've got apps uh, on Rolls Runways, like app, uh, sorry, windy. Uh, you can work out the wind direction. Make sure you do it at surface and a thousand feet or so. Don't do it up high because it's not really going to tell you what's happening on the ground. Um, you might also be able to find out by other means apart from flying overhead and looking at the windsock prior to getting there. Okay, so have a look at that. Uh, some aerodromes have uh, weather accessible through other means. So then part of our inbound brief will be to work out what we're going to do. We want to have an idea of how we're going to approach the field. How is the runway going to be orientated as we uh, come and approach it? So it might be on a slight angle, uh, pretty much straight in front of us or directly across us. So have a think about that. And then where is the circuit directions? Now, if it's just all stock standard left-hand circuits, then are you going to be arriving on the live side or the dead side? Now, this is something that comes up quite often. Am I allowed to descend on the live side of the circuit? Now, I know traditionally when I was uh, a boy, <laughs> when I was raised, when I did all my flight training, that was an absolute no-no. Today, things have changed a little bit. The biggest thing to remember and understand is we can pretty much do what we want as long as it fits in with anyone else already there and we broadcast our intentions. If you're a student, I would go with the way that you're have been taught at your local school, all right. But common sense uh, dictates that you need to be facilitating yourself for other aircraft. So it may mean overflowing the airport, descending on the opposite side of the dead side there, and then coming back around on a midfield crosswind join. All right. Alternatively, if there's no one around, you could descend earlier and join mid downwind or on base or final as well. Another discussion on that one but uh, have a bit of a think about that. And if you're learning, listen to what your instructors are teaching you for now. So inbound brief wants to take all that into account. We've got our top of descent and we've got our planned circuit join and direction. We want to have our radio frequencies identified, checked uh, on our radio panel there, make sure we've got the right one. And maybe it's got an AFRU. Okay, AFRU, Automatic Frequency Response Unit. So that's the thing that either beeps or talks at you when you make a radio call. So if it tells you uh, the aerodrome CTAF 126.7 or something along those lines, then that pretty much means you're the first radio transmission in the last five minutes. If it just beeps at you, then that's indicating that someone has made a broadcast in the last five minutes. So just be aware that there might be an aircraft in the area somewhere. You can also, of course, have the AFRU for runway lighting and the work and the works. So be mindful of that as well. If it does have AFRU and you don't hear anything, 
then make sure you've checked your radios. Check your squelch, make sure you haven't turned it down because that is also an indicator that your radio volume is not set sufficiently. All right, so be organized, plan your arrival just like you do a departure and anything else so that you can make it, you're organized, and if you do debrief properly and you realize you're missing some information or you've forgotten something, it gives you those precious moments to uh, quickly look it up and save the day. All right, so good luck with that. Have fun and enjoy your flying. So that's it for this week's episode. Really appreciate everyone listening again. Um, I'm going to be off to Brisbane shortly. I've got a few uh, plans in store for that. Um, Got a few more interviews coming up and heaps of other really great content and subject matters to come. So stand by for that. I've had heaps of emails requesting various topics, so I will be uh, covering all those as well. Please keep those coming. If you want to suggest anything, you can email me at info at trentrobinsonaviation.com.au and you can also message me on either Facebook or Instagram and I try and return every single message that I receive. Thank you for taking the time to do that. Remember, you can give me a five-star review on Spotify and also head across to Apple Podcasts and give me a written review. I absolutely love reading those. And patreon.com forward slash flight training Australia. That's my membership platform there where you can really help me out with the monetary donation monthly pledges which go towards uh, putting the show together and also you can get some fantastic advanced special notifications on things early access exclusive patreon postings that i don't put anywhere else and a bit of extra behind the scenes stuff so head across there and check that one out as well until next week blue skies and remember the golden rule aviate navigate communicate cheers everyone (laughs) 